Welcome to the Happy Place podcast. I'm Rina, your host. I'm a Shibari artist, tantric body worker, former dominatrix, and extreme sports athlete. I guide people to their core, creating safe spaces for healing and self-discovery. Since childhood, I've challenged societal norms. Through extreme sports, tantra, unconventional sexuality, and psychedelics, I've discovered profound truths. This podcast is for seekers like me, exploring meaning and spiritual illumination in the midst of life's intensity. Get ready to be inspired, amazed, and transformed as we unravel the mysteries of the happy place. Welcome, welcome to our episode number nine today. And today I have an incredible guest here with me to talk about female anatomy of arousal. We'd like to talk about this because it's so important. There is a lot of misunderstanding on how women get aroused. Of course, men don't know because they have very general knowledge around, well, they need to be hugged, they need to be touched and stimulated. But then the problem is that us women don't know. So we'd like to bring some light into the subject of how we get aroused? What do we need to get aroused? Do we need similar things or we are all entirely different? So I want to welcome Zuria to speak on that as well. She's joining me today from Quebec, Canada, and she is my wonderful Tantrika and Yoni Massage mentor. So maybe you can introduce yourself to the audience. We are so happy to have you here with us. Thank you so much, Rina, for having me here. I'm really excited being part of this show, this podcast. So my name is Surya, and yes, I'm a Tantra teacher, I'm a yoga therapist, and I'm working since many years with women in the realm of sexuality, of uni massages, of tantric body work, and for sure also with orgasms and helping women to understand, to a holistic understanding, how to reach different orgasms, how their bodies work, kind of creating the manual for ourselves of how do we want to be touched and what do we need? Because as you said correctly, there is certain things that is for every woman the same. Yes, we most of us have a G-spot. Most of us have a cervix. We can go into really juicy orgasms. We can have the K-spot, the P-spot, the A-spot. Many different areas inside can be wonderfully stimulated if we know how. And yet each woman is also different. Each woman likes to maybe have a certain touch or needs a certain stimulation of certain areas in a certain way. And this is what we're going to speak about. <laughs> yes, that's so important to know yourself, right? In spiritual communities, there is a saying, know thyself, connect to yourself, feel yourself, feel your body, be really in your body, inhabit yourself, right? Know what really your patterns are, what psychological patterns are, your biological needs are. It's so important when you're human to know yourself. And yet when it comes to pleasure, so many of us have no idea. And trust me, I'm constantly rediscovering. It's not something that you learn once and forget about that. I feel like it's a constant, exciting process of discovering more and more about yourself. And especially when it comes to pleasure, it's just a never ending well of discoveries. And yet we want to bring some light into things that are similar for us. So we're speaking about women, right? Like what is 
similar in our arousal patterns, like different orgasmic spots, for example, right? We are wired similarly when it comes to our yonis. So maybe I will bring the yoni expert here to share a bit more about how our yonis are wired to just give a brief um, talk on about the yoni map, right? We do the yoni mapping during our yoni massage practices. So, Surya, maybe you can share a bit about the map of our yoni. Oh, I would love to. Yes. So there's different areas in the yoni that can actually be stimulated and that can feel wonderful. And some of them feel differently than other spots. So it's good to know, to have to know how, how what to expect. Because when I started my sexuality, I was all into these clitoral orgasms. And then trying to shift into the internal orgasm was a big shift for me because I was trying to seek this high peak experience, this fast running after something, the chase of the orgasm, which is very different when we look into internal orgasm. So I would like to focus a bit on what's maybe the different energy of implosive orgasms and explosive orgasm and also how to touch these different areas. Because if we start with the case spot, which is on the back wall, it has a very different energy. It's very muladhara. It means very earthy. It needs some stronger kind of like earthy energy, but also it can be very subtle. We don't need to pound in these areas, but it can be a very subtle movement because the energy and the orgasm that comes there is bringing us calmness, serenity, meditative states of consciousness. It's a very different kind of orgasm than when we look into the cervix, for example, which is a very fiery energy, is passionate, is dancing the tango in bed, is the woman on top. It's like really, it can be the scratching energy, it can be the, the biting energy, and it can be very intense, it can be bringing heat. So already, let alone these two orgasms are very different. So if I'm now at my cervix and I'm expecting something like the case spot or I'm getting stimulated in the same way as I'm stimulating the case spot, the cervix might not react at all. It's might like, I don't understand the language that you're speaking because I'm not touching it in a certain way that it actually might need in order to get aroused. And the same is with the watery energy of the G-spot. The G-spot responds very well to lots of juiciness, lots of lubrification, lots of touches lots of movement in the bed but more like the mm, movement and not the fiery passion ones so it really it's really important to understand how do we need to be touched in order to reach the certain points and what all the women most of the time have in common is i sometimes like to explain it as we are like a cold pot of water that you put on the stove so if we get touched it's the kind of the moment when you turn on the heat on the stove so it takes a long time for the women to actually get to a boiling area. Whereas the man, the pot is already hot boiling on the pot, on the stove. It starts already with hot water. The women starts with cold water and it needs a certain energy, certain different aspects for her to become aroused and to get to the boiling point. And this road there, that's where the magic begins because that's different for every woman. How it may be feels at the end might be similar. Like when, when I explain the different orgasms, it's like, yes, I know this. I've felt this before. But the road to get there in order to turn up the heat might be very different for each woman. 
Hmm. I love how you describe the elements, the water, fire, earth, and how little we usually know about this, because this is for most couples, it's the last thing they would consider in bedroom when it comes to different touch and different stimulation, like how we connect to certain elements, right? How different spots have certain resonance and how it's important to be attuned to that. And yeah, it's beautiful to, to describe the similarity between us. Like there are certain patterns, like for example, like you said, the um, cervical stimulation tends to go into more fiery, intense kind of realms and how that K-spot, the perineal area has this kind of grounding, like soft safety, like security, relaxation, just melting into earth kind of vibration. And I can see from the experiences of giving yoni massages that the body, it really appreciates this attunement, how female body, like, oh my God, she gets me. She understands me. And there is this sense of like gratitude, like the body wants to blossom and then have this orgasmic experience just because of this deep attunement. And that's why we can't emphasize strongly enough how important it is to know ourselves, to get to know these patterns of arousal, right? And it's really easy in a way to start from a place of similarities where women are similar, right? Like, okay, we know something. We know that K-spot responds to earthy touch. We know that our G-spot, this water element, yes. And we know something about cervix, the fire of it, right? And there are some certain qualities of clitoral stimulation, like it has this potential of the explosive orgasm where a lot of energy gets to just explode and disappear and vanish, right? And how internal orgasms tend to take energy deeper into the whole body, into more holistic and deeper realms. So this is one similar thing, but yet we are still different. And in every woman has a different temperament, different erogenous spots, perhaps, right? Different ways she prefers to be talked to during lovemaking, uh, different type of massage that she would enjoy, different type of connection that she would enjoy with partners. So this is definitely worth exploring and getting to know yourself where you are at because unless you know yourself, there is a really small chance that somebody else will guess. And knowing yourself opens up so much room for communication with uh, partners, as many um, sex experts these days speak about one of the biggest missing links in connection and bedroom and intimacy is actually communication, being able to talk to one another, but we don't even know where to start. Like so often we think, well, God, we're so lost in this. Where do I even go for the conversation? So here we are to share a bit more ideas on um, how to know ourselves, where are we different, how we can understand ourselves better, in which way we are different, how it happens that we have different patterns of arousal. So I know that Surya is specializing in astrology, which also is something so rare. It would never occur to me that astrological sign will make your arousal patterns to be different. So maybe you can just bring some more light into this topic. Yes, with joy. Exactly. In all of my years of work with women in the body work, I always ask for the astrological sign because it gives me immediate insights of what is an energy, how does the energy in the body moves? Because if I'm an earth sign, for example, a Taurus or, um, now I'm blanking, a Taurus, a Virgo, or what's the third one? Help me out. 
Taurus, Virgo, mm -hmm. and Capricorn. Sorry, I was standing here. So if we speak about the Earth sign, for example, a Taurus, a Virgo, or the Capricorn sign, like they might need a certain different way of touch, maybe a little bit more of an earthy touch versus an airhead like me, the Gemini or a Libra, they need very different ways of becoming and getting into their body and feeling connected to the partner. And as Vina says, the importance of communication, it's super high. But yet, if I don't know what to tell my partner, most of the women just say, try something and I tell you if I like it or not. So it leaves the man in the way of the partner, in the way of like guessing around what do I need to do. But now here we come with a certain map of understanding of know thyself. Know what's your astrological sign. Know what's your temperament. Are you a sanguine person? Are you a choleric person? Is there lots of fire in your being? Is there mm. lots of water in your being? Do you want to feel like really lots of saliva and kisses and wetness and juiciness and sweat? Or do you like it more a little bit more? innocent of more the dryness of mm. kissing like like this more of not having everywhere the saliva do you need more verbal cues from your partner in order to feel connected do you need him to be or her to be the protector the savior or does it need to be more like of a dominant dominant area and more of the the other side so there is so many different areas to look at of what you need in bed in order to get aroused in astrology it's a yeah for me it's a huge point of looking into of what are the signs saying and how does the energy move and how can i touch this person in order to speak really their language of arousal so if you're if you're air sign what is your language of arousal then do you want to share a bit about yourself well <laughs> um, it might differ again because just the sun sign is also the the ascendant, which speaks more about the physical structure of the body. But as an air sign, it means that the energy might fly up easily. So these women might need a lot of grounding energy to keep, first of all, the energy down in order to have an orgasm that is a huge butter-boom orgasm and not just like a, huh, oh, honey, I'm done after five or ten minutes. She might be already done after five or ten minutes, but it's not a huge, big, fat mind-blowing orgasm it might be more like a little bird kind of huh, oh that was nice thank you and we move on and that moving on it's immediately it's also an air sign thing let's move to something else so the patience of just really feeling all of this aspect in the body to getting her into the body you might have to start because she's very in her head to speak and talk her into it of calming her down while speaking while making her feel safe through words and then slowly starting to approach the body and then slowly starting to approach the breast and then slowly starting to approach her inner thighs of really slowly getting her into a calm space of the mind so she can actually really arrive and feel the sensations. Otherwise, it can be very quick and there might be lots of excitement and the quickie energy, but it doesn't bring her much deeper. So she will not complain because she might say, oh, that's all I need. But if she really calms down and centers, then it's like, oh, wow, that was different. <laughs> you know a lot about my sexuality. <laughs> wow, thanks for the example. We know something now about you, I guess, to make it even, I can share the, my thing that I actually learned from you, which before I kind of 
new, but I didn't make much sense about it. And then it made it more clear. And I remember after Yoni Massage specifically, you shared that with me, that I'm a water sign. And that means that I have a lot of energy accumulated in my Yoni because once I get stimulated, like juices are flowing and there is a lot of like bubbling happening there. But there is this thing that if that energy doesn't get to be moved somewhere throughout the body in different levels and layers of consciousness, like just moved somewhere, shifted from that place of just being in the yoni, in the vagina, but actually moving in other directions. So if it doesn't happen, I end up being so frustrated after sex. Like I had that moment that even though we probably even made like longer love making, it was beautiful connection, a lot of love there. And then it's like the time to finish. And then my partner feels complete and satisfied. And I'm there like, mm. Something like still feels emotional, frustrated. There is some anxiety or some anger and there's still something cooking there. And I don't know what to do with this. And there's this really um, nagging sensation of being um, not fully satisfied. And before I kind of felt a bit guilty, like thinking maybe I'm like an nymphomaniac or something. I just need too much sex or what. But then I started to get it. And then when you finally brought this up, like, aha, that really makes sense. At least now I can explain it. Now I can tell myself what I need, but then I can also speak to my partner about that and bring my partner to understanding of my unique anatomy here that I have that thing. I can really get aroused and juicy, but the juices need to flow somewhere. We need to do different movements that can start from physical movements and shifting positions and all of that, but also energetic movements of bringing the energy up, which is in Tantra called energy sublimations, right? And just going deeper into meditative states of consciousness to really bring this energy even deeper. And then I'm feeling complete and satisfied. And then I feel like nothing is missing at the end. So yeah, it's really fascinating to get in touch with the astrological piece here because I, I never fully went into that unless until you shared this with me. And that felt like, wow, I can see the practical implication of astrology. It's definitely there. I love these teachings as well because they teach us also about compatibility with our partners because all of you probably already realized having different having had different partners, with some it just flows naturally. One doesn't have to explain much. And with others, it's just a little bit bumpy along the road. And for me, it's always astrology. It's always this, okay, what are the different planets and the different sun signs and the energy that comes together? And by knowing this, we are not victims of it anymore. I can change it. I can change for my partner by energy. If I know he's an earth sign or a fire sign, oh, I can move in this direction and I'm just helping him to feel in a certain way, in the same way, the other way around. It's like really serving my partner in a different way than just kind of trying to figure out what I like and doing the same thing what I like. It might not help him or her at all to feel the same way. So understanding these different temperaments is for me, it was really a game changer in my sexuality. And it just yeah brought so much joy into the different relations that I had. Wow, amazing. And it's just one of the components of knowing yourself, but there are also many. Like if you feel into yourself, maybe your life situation determines a lot about your sexuality. So for example, I've noticed that alpha women, the women who tend to really run businesses, run family, be heads of the household, they're the ones who tend to be on the kinkier side as far as being submissive. They want to have the man who like, okay, now I'm taking power. 
now you're going to listen to me. Now you're going to tell to do what I tell you. And that really turns them on. But it's like really situational thing that if this is your lifestyle, like it's really makes sense that you need something different for a balance. And it's good to start understanding your needs and really verbalizing them. So at least you know them and then you can bring it into a conversation. So maybe some of you have heard of erotic blueprints, which is quite a popular modality these days. It's about um, different ways that we are getting aroused. So the classic one is the sexual one. If actually you are aroused through direct genital touch, like you just see cock, you see boobs, and then you get aroused and you want to touch them. And that's great. It's really more like straightforward way of getting aroused, but it's just one type of a person. The other type is the sensual. Sensual is someone who is more attuned to the refined senses, like the sounds around it, type of sheets that are in your bed, like them the ambience, the atmosphere, the temperature, like all the textures and like kinesthetic things that are happening, how you're being touched, like the sensations that are you're exploring. So some for some people, this is the most important aspect of it. That's how they get aroused when the sensations are right. And then the third one is um, energetic. And this is the energy of the interaction, like the, being attuned to the subtleties, to the nuances of the energy, how you're connecting with one another. Are you being even? Are you kind of playing more like maternal role or father roles, or you're actually playing like certain deeper dynamics energetically that you can just attune yourself to that. And also it's about being compassionate to one another, feeling each other on a deeper level, where through energy you can connect where you're at like okay i see you i feel you through that energy i can connect with you so eye gazing for this person can be really beautiful because then you start really getting attuned to one another or like just sitting together and just feeling each other and meditating together to bring your energies together so that's another recommendation for energetics and then there is um kinky one the ones that are liking all kinds of non-traditional ways of getting aroused there can be power exchange involved or certain fetish involved right or certain tools that they like to be used on them maybe they want to be spanked to get aroused like all of this is also part of this um, category of being kinky and then the last one is shapeshifter is when you need all of it Not just that you don't mind all of it, but you actually want all of it, just different thing, maybe at different days, but you are just shifting between all of them. I definitely consider myself that I have too much in my sexuality and it's just too much variety and I need all of this variety. If it's just I'm interacting with just a person who is only sensual, let's say it's great, but then I'm starting to miss the kinky part. I'm starting to miss the energetic things. I'm starting to miss like the more like direct and just being stimulated through genital stimulation. Like there can be so many possibilities, right? And there are also different love languages. There is another modality there. I think it's really fascinating to see like, well, some people get aroused through receiving gifts because gift is their love language. So for them, when the partner comes home with a gift, like, oh my God, I'm feeling so turned on. And for others, it's just more hugs, more touch, more this. And then quality time together, it's another one. So isn't it incredible to see that all of this influences our sexuality and that's what makes us different, which is exciting because if we were all the same, life would have been boring. What do you think, Surya? Yeah, I totally agree. And with this, I absolutely stand behind this 
knowledge that we need to know about all of these different things in order to get to know ourselves. We would love to invite more women to get to know themselves because the knowledge really starts from you. I know that from my own experience, the times in my life when I was more single or at least had space where I could be with myself or I could give myself more self-pleasure, self-touch was the most potent time in getting to know myself. Because, you know, when you're with a partner, it can be a lot of energy moving around. You want to connect with them and get to know them. But getting to know yourself is a very valuable, very precious time. And uh, that's why we created the program that is upcoming. We have a four-week program for women who want to know themselves. Astrology will be one big piece where Surya wants to dive deeper into and really talk more about different astrological signs and arousal patterns, as well as different compatibility aspects around connecting with one another. And um, I love to focus on self-pleasure practices because there is so much beauty you can understand like there is a lot of depth that you can understand about yourself when you dedicate a specific time for self-pleasure for self-exploration when it's just you no phone no distraction nothing to worry about you really have ample of time to really slow down and connect to yourself Yes, and so many women ask me, like, what? G-spot, G-spot, hey, how many are there? Are you serious? I never heard of this before. So that's part that we're definitely covering because this is the, the crucial one. This is really what unites us more than divides us because there is a lot of similarity in the way we experience our orgasmic pleasure through those spots. So there is a lot of possibility for diving in and learning oh, how you feel when this place is stimulated how you feel when you touch there and versus here so different places in your yoni that are worth really taking time to connect in explore whether you are alone or with your partner amazing i hope you found this podcast inspiring because for us it definitely is we are on fire when we talk about these subjects because it's just so overlooked and so powerful, so important. So I would love to hear your feedback if this resonates with you. We have some links in show notes so you know how to connect with me and how you can connect with Surya as well. She has an incredible book called Blossoming to Bliss and our online immersion is also called Blossoming into Bliss. So you have different ways that you can connect to your bliss and you can connect with us directly directly if you choose to message us and if you enjoy this episode please don't hesitate to leave five stars on apple you can leave review and subscribe so you don't miss any more episodes and we will wish you a beautiful day wherever you are thank you so much surya for joining us today and sharing some of your wisdom thank you Rina. bye bye everyone bye bye